From IMDb, a movie publicist deals with a messy split of movie stars while keeping reporters at bay, while a reclusive director holds the film's print hostage. I was 18 when I watched this movie, and I just watched it with my teenage daughter. This is PG-13, and today we'll be discussing America's Sweethearts. Hello, I am Monica Robbins. I'm Gracie Sanderson. And welcome back to the PG-13 podcast. It's been a while. It's been a while. We had a lot happening. A a lot. I got really sick and lost my voice. Like, the worst cold, it wasn't COVID, thank God. But it definitely was a bad one. Took me a little bit to to get over and then you (laughs) got hit by an electric scooter i did get a hit by electric scooter actually we filmed while i was still in my splint oh that was must love dogs oh but it was still quite a recovery it was still quite a recovery yeah have a scar yeah good to know you're doing okay though now i'm doing okay now that now and so now we're back at it. Back at it again. Yes. Everything has returned slightly back to normal. Yes. So here we are. We're going to be talking about America's Sweethearts today. Another John Cusack movie. Yeah. But um, for those of you who, um, you know, missed us, thank you for um, looking out for us and coming back yes. and listening to the pod again. We really appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. We took a little hiatus, but that is okay. And hopefully it, that will be the only one for a while. Yes. We yeah. took like four weeks. Yeah. We three took weeks off. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but hopefully that won't be too common. Hopefully it will only be in rare occasions mm-hmm. that we take that much time in between pods. Um, and we're even maybe discussing during the summertime of doing like, summer movie fest instead of every other week we do every week yeah every week for the summer summer movie fest Mm -hmm. because we do have a lot of movies in this movie box Mm -hmm. like a lot a lot and you'll be like 40 by the time we finish it if we go every other week every other week yes so um so we're gonna get back on this train Hopefully, we have some movie series that we pull out of the movie box. Yeah. So then, like, we'll do, like, um, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Just the three. Yeah. And then Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Yeah. I think we're going to do those in a row. Yes. Yeah. Any kind of trilogies, we've decided we're going to we're gonna just do them one right after the other and knock them out. Yes. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Settle in. Is that in there? I think so. Oh. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. It's great great trilogy so anyways Anyways, that's the plans we have we have had we have plans we have plans we're gonna continue those plans Mm -hmm. this train is on the tracks and it's rolling down those tracks so again thank you for tuning in thank you for listening um you can uh, get back with us on the social medias. We are going to hop back into that as well after yes. this uh, time of quiet. So just remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at PG13 underscore podcast. Yes. And now we will um, be posting things about the movies that we're going to be watching. Um, we'll post some questions and um, probably more during the summertime. We'll do some more meet the host. Yes. Things, some little like unique tidbits about us and our movie history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just like right at the top here, I want to share like we're a podcast, um, but I am definitely a podcast lover and I found a new great movie podcast. Yes, I've heard about it. Yes, and it's called Films to be Buried With, with um, the the guy who plays Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. His name's Brent. (laughs) 
and I'm blanking on his last name. This is awful. But anyways, look up Film to be Buried with. Yes. It's amazing. He talks to actors about their lives through their favorite movies. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was fun. So I thought that maybe like in a couple of podcasts, like we could have a meet the post podcast that's very similar to like Films to be Buried with where Mm -hmm. we ask each other like fun questions. Yes. Like, Like maybe we just have a special episode in the summer where we just talk about like us. Yeah, like that's what I thought. Like mm-hmm. maybe we could talk about like kind of the same line of questioning. It's like, what's the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater? Mm-hmm. Like what movie made you cry the most? What movie made you laugh the most? That yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, check out that podcast, but then also look for um, something like not exactly like that, not, but no. just kind of similar fun questions we can ask yes. each other. So um, yeah, so again, look forward. We have lots of plans. We could set, like, a poll on Instagram and, yeah. like, like what questions should we ask each other? Yeah. Or you ask questions that maybe you guys want to we know. We could do, like, a Q&A and stuff. About us. Yes. But enough rambling. It's time to get into background. Yes. So, again, um, we are watching – or we did watch, and we're going to be discussing America's Sweethearts. Yes. Um, I, again, saw this movie in the movie theater. Um, I was 18. And, um, of course, I saw it because it had John Cusack in it. We love John Cusack. We all know how much we love John Cusack. We should just, when we release merch, just say, we love John Cusack yeah, on that, the back of it. That should be a With shirt. PG-13 in yeah. the front. Yeah, or John Cusack supporter, something yeah. like that. Because I really have given all the movies that I've watched that he's been in. And how many times I've watched all of them. <laughs> so anyways, um, but that's, I I thought this movie was really funny the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I definitely do have more thoughts now that I've watched it again yes. with you. Because this is another one, kind of like Muscle Dogs, where I'll throw it on. Like, if I'm like, oh, what am I going to put on? I just need something in the background. Mm-hmm. I'll, throw on, I'll throw on America's yeah. Sweethearts. So um, let's go ahead and hear some of this background. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Okay. First piece of background. Okay. Julia Roberts turned down the role of Gwen, the leading role, for Kiki, the supporting role. Oh. I couldn't see her being a Gwen. I know. But she turned it down. They said, we want Julia Roberts as lead role. But she said, no. I want to play Kiki. Better choice. Better choice. I feel like it it suited her well. It, It was better for her. And she ends up being, you know, the champion in the yes. end. Okay. Okay. So next one is Billy Crystal wrote the part of Eddie for himself, but turned but turned it down because he was too old for the role. You know what? Watching the movie this time, I actually didn't even realize that Billy Crystal wrote this movie. <laughs> so it, that's interesting that he wrote the part for himself. I could, you know, Billy Crystal in the 80s, I could see him being that part. Yeah. You know, but I could see where he would want to give it to somebody else in his later career. Talking about Eddie and yeah. casting for Eddie, sure. Robert Downey Jr. was considered for mm. Eddie. But because of legal problems and knowing he might not be able to shoot the movie, they casted John Cusack instead. Wow. You know what? I could see him doing this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. It's funny because I almost recasted him as Eddie. Oh, that's funny. So I saw that. I'm like, wow. Just mind of a cast director. You know, but Robert Downey Jr., like he was in like very similar movie. Like he was in um, Heart and Souls, which was kind of like a romantic comedy situation. Mm -hmm. Like he's in Chances Are. He's been in a lot of romantic comedy kind of things. I've never seen him in a romantic comedy. And he's done well. So I could see him in this role too. Mm-hmm. But in this part, if I remember correctly, this part of his career is he was really trying to make a comeback because he had had a lot of legal troubles before. Yeah. And then like – and he was almost there. Yeah. And then he kind of, you know, f- fell into the hole again, which, I mean, it happens. It happens. Right? And like he's just he, – he, but he came out of it and now he's Iron Man. Iron Man. And he's like living his best life. Mm-hmm. So good for Robert Downey Jr., but I could, yes, see him in this role. Yes. A high Wedman, Wheelman, How Wideman. How Wideman. Um, the director of the movie. Yes. Or the produ- producer not of the, the movie. Not the director of this movie, but the director 
in the movie. Yes. Was based off a director named Hale Ashby. Hale Ashby. Hale Ashby. <laughs> Just mispronouncing yes. names left and right. But we're fixing them. First, it was Dermont Mulroney. Yes. And now it's High Wildman. Hal Weidman. Hal Weidman. Say it with me again. (laughs) Hal Weidman. It's like the meme from Friends where it's like, hi. (laughs) Where Phoebe's teaching Joey French. Oh, yes. That's what this is. And then he goes, but da 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 da. Yeah. You know, that's that's me right now. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, I know, I don't know too many um, Hal Ashby movies, so I'd have to look that up. But I yeah. do, I do know his name. I've heard his name spoken before in like different uh, Hollywood stories. Yes, so. this is the last background, but not the last background. It is the second to last background. Okay, very That's confusing. Super clear. Um, <laughs> I wrote this down in not the order I wanted to say it in. Um, Julia Roberts, Billy Crystal, and Hank Azaria all had roles in the TV show Friends, but never shared a scene. Oh wow. And we all know how much you love Friends. I know. And I forgot who Billy Crystal played. Oh, he just made a quick cameo. I remember from the Friends reunion when we watched it. Him and Robin Williams were both on it together. And it was like they were just sitting on the couch kind of like playing themselves. Um, Like it was a very quick, like almost like a cold open situation. Got it. Well, we all know who Julia Roberts played. She was a girlfriend. And we all know who Hank Azaria played. Science boy. Who kept coming in on... Phoebe's relationship. Come on, man. Because he loved her. I know, but like, he should have known the boundary. Well, he was just he loved was you doing in the first best. season, Hank Azaria. Um, I just love Hank Azaria. Yeah, like let's hands down. Yeah. like he's good in that. He's good in this. Yes, he's a great character actor. Just wait till you watch The Birdcage, which I think is what kind of really put him on the map. Yeah, and then he plays Brockmire, which is a show you haven't watched yet. That you probably shouldn't watch for a little bit. But man, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He's just kind of like a good person. Yeah. Because I've heard him on a lot of podcasts and he really is just like great. Yeah. Just putting it out there. I'm surprised he wasn't in the Friends reunion. No, but like Mm -hmm. let's get him and more things. Right? A lot of people. Anyway. Yeah. Moving moving on. (laughs) We can talk about him when we we watch a movie he's starring in. Right? (laughs) Jesus. Um... Four Oscar winners are in this movie, guys. Academy Four Award winners. Sam. Catherine Zeta Jones, Julia Roberts, Alan Arkin. Yes. And Christopher Watkins. Wow. Four guys. Four in this movie. Academy Award winner. There they are. Like we're just putting them out there. We're putting them out there. And I feel like this gives a perfect transition into our conversation about the oscars great to get into a quick tangent Just quick tangent since okay. we're talking about academy award winners and we're recording the day after the academy awards okay i have a lot of feelings okay well i mean let's no we're not we're not gonna get controversial too all i'm gonna say is why did they invite maddie ziegler but didn't like months before but only invited rachel ziegler they're not siblings by the way Six days less than before the Oscars. Because I think that people don't really understand how the ticketing system worked. And she was explaining it. And and let's just be clear that we're talking about the girl who's Marie in West Side Story. Initially didn't get invited to the Oscars. And she said that only presenters and their date get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And then the nominees in their date get a ticket. And then the studio only gets like a handful of tickets to hand out to people. And so like I'm sure the studio has more than one movie that has come out. Yeah. And plus you also think, especially after watching this movie, that like they have publicity people yeah. who are like, we need to send these people and these people from our studio because they have a movie coming out soon. They can promote it here. So like – they, I guess she did, Maddie Ziegler did come out with a new movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So, I mean, there's probably a whole bunch of reasons why she initially didn't get a ticket. And she was kind of cool with it. But then, of course, the internet said its thing and did its work. And then yes. she got invited to be a presenter, which got her ticket. 
Yes. Love you, Rachel. Love you, Ariana. So glad you got supporting actress. Yeah, Ariana DeBose. So good. So good. Yeah. So glad that she got it. And it was kind of like um, a cool thing that uh, Rita Marino was there and she mm-hmm. won Best Supporting Actress for West Side Story. And then she won for the same role yes. in West Side Story. So, full circle moment. Yeah, it was a full circle moment. And I wonder how cool or how Rita Marino felt, like kind of like watching that, mm-hmm. you know? She, it's kind of cool. Ariana goes, Rita Moreno's looking at me right now. <laughs> right, right. Um, and Rita Moreno did a great job in that movie, too. We like, love Rita Moreno. Yeah. I love her on One Day at a Time. I love her in West Side Story. Yeah. She's the best. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so happy for her. I was very surprised, like, Dune won so many awards. Dune won so many. Like, a lot of, like, the background stuff or the behind-the-scenes stuff. Like they won, like it's very visually um, nice looking film. Mm-hmm. And they um, won for like costume and, and visual effects and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not like actress and no. actor and stuff. But even though there's great actors in the movie, hey, Timothy Chalamet's in that movie. Hey, guys, Timothy like, Chalamet. And you all know how much we love to say <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. <laughs> but um, so that one actually won a lot more awards than I was expecting it mm-hmm. to. Zendaya must feel very happy. My one question is, was Tom Holland there as her date? I didn't see him. Maybe they choose not to do those things. Maybe. Which, again, relates to this movie. Like, we saw how, like, they kind of, like, strategically plan when people are together, when they're not together. Mm -hmm. Like, being movie stars, you know? So, um, but maybe that's their choice. Maybe they don't want to put it out there like that. So Mm -hmm. they don't do it. Which is fine. It's fine. She doesn't need a man on her shoulder. Yeah. To do that. I was just wondering. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then for the Oscars this year, um, Jean Campion won for Best Director. And as much as I hear some people didn't enjoy Power of the Dog, um, I thought Power of the Dog was a good, like, thought piece kind of movie. Yes. It definitely got people discussing it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's one of those kind of, like, independent films where you really have to like dig deep to understand it um but it was a beautiful movie it was a beautifully shot movie and so that's why i was like well she's gonna she's gonna win um but there's definitely other ones that were that were good fun fact is uh I almost said Jason Spielberg. Steven Spielberg this is his 20th nominations for the Oscars oh wow what and he's won three Oscars for a directing. Oh, well. But not this year. Not this year. He didn't get it. But lots of... Look, there was lots of good performances. The batch of movies this year for Best Picture, I don't say that they were my favorite. Look, Dune is a good movie. But I am not a sci-fi girl, like, 100%. Yes. So I, I would have to say that, like, I can't really say too much about that because... As much as I watch sci-fi movies, I don't think they're in my wheelhouse. Yeah, me neither. I'm more of comedy, romantic comedy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm like more like comedy. Uh, I'm into dramas. Um, like you know, like I actually, again, like The Power of the Dog, I thought was a good movie. Like got you thinking, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm down with that. Um, the one that I kind of enjoyed the least, which I was really surprised at, was Licorice Pizza. I have only watched one movie on that list, and it was West Side Story. West Side Story, of course, and of course, West Side Story was was good. Yes, you know. Yes, yes, it had some issues. It had issues, but yes, it was good. Outside of the movie, with different actor with an actor, but we're not going to talk about that and some other things. Yeah, but like Licorice Pizza, like getting back to like actual like the movies themselves, Licorice Pizza, like I felt like it was like a nostalgia piece, but it didn't know what movie, what, and not, I'm sorry, it didn't know what story it wanted to tell. Yeah. And so it meandered for a very long time to a lot of different things. Yes. And it's like, Kate, let's just pick one thing and make that awesome. It's like the Goldbergs. They just, I feel like. I didn't see the movie, but based on what you were saying, it was like a nostalgia piece, and it was like based in the 80s, right? The 70s. 70s. Yeah. Like, it's like 
there's no like time zone. Yeah. The Goldbergs. It was 1980 something. Right, and this is is 1973 in this movie, but um, Cooper Hoffman is was the lead in this movie, mm-hmm. and he is a Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, and he was an actor. He passed away. He was one of my favorite actors, mm-hmm. and to be honest, still is. And it was so sad when he passed away. But I thought he did an excellent job acting in the movie. Yes. Even though I didn't know, even though I didn't enjoy the movie as a whole. Yeah. Like, I thought, like, he definitely, like, is, like, following in his dad's footsteps. Yeah. You know? Philip Seymour Hoffman was the best. Yes. So, that was, what else about the Oscars? I mean, it was just kind of like, it was okay. Things, one, that I didn't expect to win. Um, And, again, the movies didn't excite me 100% so much. And I'm only going to say this and we're not going to talk about it, but Will Smith. Anywho. These types of things like the Oscars um, kind of intertwine with this movie because this movie is about two movie stars. Yes. Right? They are married. Mm-hmm. John Cusack and Catherine Zeta-Jones. And they're on the outs mm-hmm. because Catherine Zeta-Jones, Gwen, in this movie, yeah. um, has has found another person that mm-hmm. she's fallen in love with, yes, and left John Cusack heartbroken, heartbroken, yes. So let's go ahead and take this moment then and dive into characters. Characters. Okay. Well, let's just start with our favorite person, John Cusack, who plays. Eddie Thomas. Eddie Thomas going through a heartbreak. Yes. So we can't really talk too much about Eddie without talking about Gwen played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. So um, the movie starts and they're already broken up. Split. Yeah. Because she has found a new boyfriend. Yes. And Eddie did not take it well. Mm -hmm. He found out that she was cheating on him. With Hector. With Hector, played by Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. And he sees them in the restaurant and then, I guess, like, drives his motorcycle through the restaurant window. I don't know how that happens. That really, like, makes the controversy. And then he goes to, like, a retreat Mm -hmm. to try to, like, get over it. And then Gwen is just trying to, like, live her best life and, like, move forward. Move forward. But America... Says no. Yeah, we don't like Gwen so much without Eddie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And before they broke up, they were shooting a movie. Yes. Time after time. A time before future. It was time. I think it was like time after time. Time after time. It was some sort of time travel time movie. Time. I know. It was some sort of time travel movie where like John Cusack was a person from the future who goes back to like Germany in the 40s to save her future. To save her. It, it was oh, it's a weird movie. Yeah, it was not but I think the premise is supposed to be kooky because this is a comedy. Yeah. I felt a sound in the background that like uh, on IMDb that I didn't write down was <laughs> all the scenes they were acting from were from Gone with the Wind. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. Anywho. That's a tidbit. Yeah. Um, Time After Future, a.k.a. Gone with the Wind. But I think that, like, it, like this movie is definitely, like, making fun of Hollywood. Definitely. And, like, they, so, they show some scenes of other movies that they've made together, and they're all, like, these really like corny, awful, like romantic drama movies. Yeah, it's like, what is happening right now? Yeah, but like they make them together. Mm-hmm. They're always together. It's like Goldie and Kurt. Kurt and Goldie, man. Sure. Yes. Or like in the old days, it would have been like um, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall or because they were together and they also made some movies together or like Catherine Hemper and then Spencer Tracy 
like they were always in movies together. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that. Like it's something that goes back a long time in Hollywood of like grouping people together. It's almost kind of too, even though they're not married in real life, like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Mm -hmm. They they just make a good couple, good duo. Good couple. Good movie duo. But Meg Ryan was also in a movie with John Cusack. Anastasia. She was, but that was an animated movie. That was an animated movie, but technically they were in a movie together. Yes. Um, Hank Azir was also in Anastasia. He was. Well, bringing them around. Full circle. Um, So anyways, so they make these movies, but so now now they have to promote this time after time movie. But the only problem is, is that they won't work together. They don't want to be around each other. They go, I will do press if Eddie isn't there. And then Eddie goes, I won't do press unless Gwen is there. Right. Unless. Because he wants to do, he wants to make it like an opportunity to like, see her. No. Maybe. No, Eddie. Um, And there's also the side problem of how Weidman, who's the director, yes. is like somewhat of like a... What they say in the in the description of a recluse sort of director. Yeah, he is very like artsy, I guess you could say. And so he's only sent the studio the credits, the credits of the movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so now they have this press junket, and they have no movie to show. So they're like, we have to get Eddie and Gwen here to mm-hmm. promote this movie. Before people realize that there really isn't a movie to watch. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but Eddie and Gwen, we'll just talk about them together, I guess, because you can't really not talk about them together. It's like, if you have to talk about Eddie, all of Eddie's, like, problems are from Gwen. Yeah. Or with Gwen. Yeah. So it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. And all of Gwen's problems are with Eddie. With Eddie. Because she basically is starting to realize that she really can't be successful without him. without him, which isn't true. Yeah, I mean, I think that she probably could do okay, but I also think that she's not the the greatest person. No, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of her own personality that's holding her back mm-hmm. than Eddie himself. Because there's been plenty of actresses who've split from their partners and gone on to be successful like without that attachment mm-hmm. you know yeah. but this movie was interesting to me watching it now like in the i guess kind of like cultural space that we're in right now like where we're seeing these stories about mm-hmm. like kim kardashian and kanye west and like oh, pete, pete davidson. davidson like i was watching it going like this movie isn't as funny anymore. Yeah. like uh, Because, like, really in real life, like, the things that Eddie did to Gwen, realizing that she cheated on him, were, like... Kanye West. A little bit, just to yeah. be honest. And, like, we're seeing that as, like, not an acceptable thing. No. Right? Yeah. And they're really trying to, like, play that up as, like... That was funny. But Hector really isn't a Pete Davidson. Well, no, I'm not saying it's like mirrors it at all. But I'm just saying that like with the way that we look at it today, like this movie didn't age well in that sort of fashion. Yes. No. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's all. I was just thinking about that while I was watching the movie this time. Yeah. Is that like it was kind of similar vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, of like people trying to keep up appearances while also like they have this like human aspect to them that they're like not as perfect as everybody wants them to be mm-hmm. and also like is it acceptable for him to run his motorcycle through a window and then still expect them to promote a movie together right like what is going on there yeah well so why is he revving a motorcycle in the rain, just looking at them. Don't know. Because he's upset, and she took him to their restaurant. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but then we also have Kiki. Kiki. And Kiki is played by 
Academy Award winner. Julia Roberts. Yeah. And um We got to we have we forgot to say it for Catherine. I know, Catherine Zeta Jones. Academy Award, Award winner. winner. Catherine Zeta Jones. You gotta give her her due. Yeah. Um so Julia Roberts though plays Kiki and Kiki is Gwen's sister and assistant. Yes. Even though Kiki's supposed to be like uh, the little sister. She yes. Julia Roberts is older than Catherine Zeta Jones. Right. But I guess, you know, she didn't accept the Gwen role. So they just had to make it work. Kiki. Yeah. Kiki is just sick of her sister. She always gets the spotlight. Kiki wasn't like. Yeah, I don't think that Kiki wants the spotlight. No. But I think she's like, I'm this is my job. She's also my sister. Mm -hmm. Like this is the role I've always played in my life, and here I am. Yeah, and I don't think she wants that for herself. No, I don't think she does. And I think that she's always kind of had a thing for Eddie. Mm-hmm. But he was she he was also her sister's husband. And also, Gwen isn't really nice to her. No, no, not at all. But I also didn't. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. And you know, to be honest, it really wasn't my favorite when I first saw it either. That it was like this big storyline of that like. Kiki lost 60 pounds. And I was like, why though? I know, but it was like, why does it have to be where like Kiki was unattractive before and now she's attractive now? It's like the nerdy girl getting a makeover. You just have to take off her glasses and curl her hair. Right. But I was like, well, why did why couldn't she have just been herself the whole time? Mm-hmm. But he was always like in love with Academy Award winner Catherine Zeter Jones. Yeah. You know, but they had to add in this whole like, oh, well, if she used to be fat, and you know, like, uh, like air quotes, ugly. Right. But now since she's skinny and now air quotes, pretty. Yeah. Like, that I can I f- I finally have feelings for her. No. Yeah. I feel like, again, maybe something that aged so well. Yeah. You know, even though I do appreciate in when he, John Cusack is talking to her in the hotel room, he said, you always look good to me, Keek. Yeah. And it's like, once again, you know. John Cusack. John Cusack. Everybody, round of applause. Right. Um. So, I don't know. Like, that was – but Kiki is like, she's ready to kind of, like – move on with her life and be her own person. Yeah. And she kind of finds the outlet to do that in John Cusack or Eddie Thomas coming back and her kind of like being around him again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they find that kind of like spark between each other. Here is also my take on it. I wish, and we can talk about this a little bit in more detail. And if this movie were made today, I wish that, Kiki hadn't have been her sister. No, I don't like that. I wish that maybe she would just been her assistant and that's it. Maybe her best friend from high school best or something. Friend. Yeah. Like, because I feel like even when they get together, it's um, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward and it's something they're always going to have to deal with. And are they going to be able to be a successful couple knowing that Gwen is always going to be there? No. Okay. Just putting that out there. All I'm saying is we didn't hear the ding at the end of the movie. Okay? Yeah, they, they definitely didn't get a ding like in Sing Anything. So this also, isn't a Diane Court sort of romance. No. Yeah. A funny scene that I thought would be funny was she like, maybe Eddie invited her somewhere, but Gwen needs her. I feel like it would be funny if like, Kiki goes, Gwen or Eddie, Gwen, Eddie, Gwen, Eddie. And then decides to go with Eddie instead. Yeah. That would be funny. Um, I do want to say, though, that I feel like Julia Roberts and John Cusack had more kind of chemistry than he did with Diane Lane in Must Love Dogs. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely kind of like felt like the two of those people had fun together while they were making the movie and their characters, you could tell, had fun together. Speaking of Muscle of Dogs, I yes. found out a new name that I thought they should name the movie. Oh, okay. Another sidebar. It's Sorry. Right. It's okay. You just brought it up. Getting over it. Okay. I could see that being a great title. Because of the getting over it. Divorce. He's man. getting over his divorce. She's getting over her divorce. Uh-huh. They're getting over it mm-hmm. together. Okay, great. Anywho. Right, on board. Back 
yeah. characters. Um, so back to characters. So those are the three main characters. That's what they got going on. And then we also have Hector. Hector. Played by, uh, again, Hank Azaria, who we all know and love. He's a boxer. And he's oh, and he's also kind of an actor. Yeah. Because that's where he met Gwen. That was yeah. making the Time After Time movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, to be honest, look, and this is Hank Azaria is one of the things he does best. He's there for, like, the comic relief. Definitely. Like, yes, this is a comedy. But, like, he's funny. Mm-hmm. And he's there to be funny. Yeah, he's like, there to be funny. But one thing I didn't like was that he was mad at Gwen and he does no bra for him. Like, nothing like that. Like, something like that. Like, it, like, punished her because he was mad at her. Yeah, but I think that just goes to show, like, his character is supposed to be a surfacey. Like, toxic like, masculinity. Yeah, no depth character. Yeah. You know? So, Barbara I... Streisand's calling. Give her her bit back. No, just kidding. Right. So, I think that um, that just was his role. I don't think... To be honest, like, we could have to say too much about Hector no. because that was just, like, that's what he was there to do and he did it well. Um, but I guess we should talk about Lee, Lee. Phillips, Lee played Phillips. by Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, yep. He's the... Manager for both of them. Yeah, the public relations person. Yes, but he just got fired from his job. Yeah, and so now he's trying to get it back by getting Eddie and Gwen back together to promote the movie. And the person that's replacing him is Danny. Yes, played by Seth Green. Seth Green. A young Seth Green. I wrote down self. Oh, it's Green. Seth. Seth Green. I was like, that's a weird name. Seth Green has been in a million things. Yes. He's been around forever. <laughs> and he's he's a very small role in this movie, yeah. but he plays his role well. Mm-hmm. So he's we'll, just following him around. He's following around, and he, like Billy Crystal's kind of like his mentor, so mm-hmm. he's learning from him. Like yes. Billy Crystal's kind of giving him opportunities and then coaching on how to handle it because he's mm-hmm. supposed to take Billy Crystal's spot once he leaves. Yes. Um, again, Billy Crystal, always funny, always good. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he plays kind of like himself, kind of, yeah, in a lot of movies he's played before. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, well, he wrote this movie. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is Billy Crystal. Yeah. But Billy Crystal to me has always been an enduring person. Like, I love Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a comfort actor. Yeah. Like, you know, if you see him in a movie, it's probably going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, like when Harry met Sally. Like, can't wait till you watch that one because that has to be one of my all-time favorites. Which she's in with Meg Ryan. Um, <laughs> and then also he's, he's freaking Mike... Wazowski in he Monsters is? Inc. I didn't yeah, know that. he's the voice. Well, good for you. I know. And then, like, he's in, like, I know you love it, The Princess Bride. Like, I mean, he's like in the 80s, he, he was at the top of his game. Yeah. And he carried into the 90s and apparently the early O's because I, you know, I liked him in this movie, but he also was playing like a Billy Crystal person he, in this movie. Yeah. Like, he knows his wheelhouse mm-hmm. and he's good at it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really all we need to say about him, maybe? Yeah. I think you that's know? it. Did you enjoy him in this movie? I liked him in this movie. I just felt like he was trying a little bit too hard. Okay. I could see that as well. Yeah. But I could see that in the way of, like, he's Billy Crystal. He's Billy. And he knows he's Billy Crystal. So, he knows everyone's going to like me in this movie, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So. And, yeah. There's that's Lee, and then the other two people I have written down is Dave Kingman, who is the head of the studio. He's the one that's like Lee. You got to get them back together. Yeah, he's the one who's like freaking out about the movie. Mm-hmm. It's played by Stanley Tucci, and once again, here's another person loves Stanley Tucci. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see his like Apple, uh, TV thing? No. Oh, it's like he exploits Italy in food. I have not watched it yet, but I heard that that's amazing. But he's, a, again, like a really great actor, good character actor. Like, wait till we watch The Devil Wears Prada. I Have I, you seen it? I've seen it. Oh. But we can watch it again. Sure. But love him in Devil Wears Prada. The only movies I've seen him in is this movie, and Devil Wears Prada, apparently, and The Hunger Games. 
Oh, yeah, he's good in Hunger Games, too. Yeah, Caesar Flickman. Yeah, but he's also one of those people where you, like, see him and you're just like, oh, man, this could be great. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Another, maybe that's why him and Billy Crystal are so kind of play off each other well in this movie. Yes. But he just kind of plays a little bit of a kooky head studio exec. And he is at odds with Hal Wideman. Wideman. Say it again. Who's played by Christopher Walken. Watkin, everyone. Walk, walk, walkin. Walkin. Christopher Walken. Like I'm walking down the street. Christopher Walken. Christopher really walkin. And who has also <laughs> been around since the beginning of time. Yes. Academy Award winner. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been in a, a ton of films. Hairspray. Yeah. That's where you know him from. Okay. I can yes, I know how many times you've seen that movie. Yeah. Um <laughs> I know him from a lot of different things. I couldn't even name them to start because there have been so many. And he was also in a really great Fat Boy Slim video. He's a guy who's like very serious, but he also knows how to play a good comedy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was also one of the last people who was with Natalie Wood before she died. And we all know how much I love Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, rest in peace. Yes. So anyways, we'll talk about Natalie Wood another time when it's more appropriate. Appe- appropriate to the conversation. But moving <laughs> forward, Hal Weidman is the director of Time After Time, and he's basically taken the film hostage. He's not showing it to anyone. But then when he does show it to the public, it ends up being the rehearsal footage. Yes, or like the behind-the-scenes footage of when they're filming. So they filmed this whole movie, and it never got shown. Yeah. Well, they filmed the whole movie. Yeah. And basically he was like, I decided I'm going to cut the movie and we're just going to show the real life happenings of what's going on behind the scenes of filming this movie. When they were rehearsing her dancing, it was a little sneak peek into all that jazz. Yeah. It was very like, like that esque Like Chicago that came out a year later is like. Yeah. Sneak peek into that. Yeah. Um, but it, it shows how like kind of. It shows the world and the public how Gwen really is besides, like, the person that she, like, tries to portray for the, her public, yeah. right? And it kind of shows that, like, Eddie was right about her cheating. But it kind of still shows that Eddie's being kind of a jealous person. Yes. You know? He kind of can't stand that she's even, like, conversing with Hector in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so. Wasn't he, like bashing on her for dancing yeah like he kind of gives her a hard time so it kind of shows both of them not in a great light yeah you know but like she starts getting offended and like this is gonna ruin my career whereas john cusack takes it as a like um oh man this is kind of funny situation Mm -hmm. yeah um i think that is all the cast and characters yeah so now i feel like we should get into favorite part worst part Okay. What's your favorite part? My favorite part was the showing of the movie. Oh, okay. I really liked it. I really liked how they like it actually showed the inside of of it. I feel like they should have changed the name of the movie into like a documentary. Yeah. Of like behind the scenes. And like actually release the movie afterward. The movie should have been called America's Sweethearts. That's true. Like the movie within the movie should have just been called America's Sweethearts. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it would have been like a real look at like their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I really like the movie showing part. Everyone was like, it was angry, but at the same time, it was so fun. And let's also just point out too, this is another point where um, Rain Wilson from The Office. <laughs> Rain Wilson. Hey, shows buddy. up. I think this is one of his first kind of like roles. Before the office. Was Dwight his breakout role? I think so. Mm-hmm. So this is before that. So he kind of see him like before um, his big time to shine. Um, but yeah, that is a good part. I mean, mm-hmm. like the stuff that, that happens in there is funny. And then him and Kiki mm-hmm. finally get together. Yes. Yeah. Him and Kiki. Which and, is so weird, by the way. Yeah. Christopher Walken is pretty funny in that part as well because mm-hmm. he's getting such a kick out of it yeah and stanley tucci's freaking out he's like, like no it's like there's a lot of different emotions there's emotions happening when is mad hector's mad yeah 
Eddie and Kiki are happy. It's like, what is yeah. going on? It's so chaotic, and that's why my, it's my favorite part. All right. Um, my favorite part is when um, Eddie and Kiki go to dinner together. Yes. So, like, he's supposed to have dinner with Gwen, and she's like, oh, I'm not going. I'm not going to have dinner with him. And so she sends Kiki in her place. And so Kiki goes, and they actually, like, connect and kind of, like, have a good time talking and, like, sharing memories and, like, joking around with each other. And, again, it's, like, one of those times where you can tell they're just, like, having a good time with each other. Yeah. I like that part. And then um, the other part is when after her and John Cusack – have like a night together and then the next day he goes to see Gwen because she asked him to come over and he's just like hops up and leaves and then Kiki gets upset like look we were just together and now you're like running out the door to talk to Gwen yeah and so she gets upset with him Mm -hmm. and she goes and eats breakfast by herself and she's just like eating the pancakes (laughs) and like eating the stuff and she keeps asking for more butter like I like that part too because I'm like I feel that part mm-hmm. you know yeah. there are times when I get stressed and I'm like I'm gonna eat this pancake you know what I mean so I related to it you go, did I eat this entire pie yeah like that like in never been kissed like harken back to that for a second <laughs> but I thought that like it was a, like again and I'm not trying to like shame anybody or whatever i just thought it was actually funny just for myself yeah because it reminded me like oh man that is so something i would do and like here i am Mm. julie roberts is playing me on screen yeah (laughs) like and so i just i felt like i related to it and Mm -hmm. so i enjoyed that part and i thought that uh billy crystal and her were playing really well off each other in that part so favorite those are my two favorite parts my worst want to get right into worst part i guess yeah when like they think eddie is gonna jump off the hotel oh yeah the hotel i agree with you that's just kind of like that i feel like that's insensitive and it was unnecessary it was very unnecessary i feel like they could have cut it out and put in a whole another scene in there like a deleted scene that they can you know yeah it's insensitive it didn't age well and, yeah, it just wasn't a necessary part of the movie. It was just him almost falling off a roof. Yeah. Because Billy Crystal was like, oh, wait, no. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Worst part, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not too much to say about it because no. it really was just bad. It was bad. Yeah. So, take notes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what are we moving on to next? Is it if this movie were made today? Yeah. Okay, well, first off, let's start with this. If this movie were made today, either Julia Roberts would be played by maybe a person of size and stay that size, mm-hmm. and he falls in love with her anyway. Yeah. Or she's just a per- or she just herself, mm-hmm. and she stays herself, and John Cusack falls in love with her anyway. Yes. I mean, like pick one. But don't do both. Don't do both. You see what I'm saying? Like don't, don't do a losing a losing weight storyline. Yeah, don't do the trope of well, she was fat and now she's skinny and now everybody loves her because I don't yeah. think that that's fair and I don't think that storyline's right. No. Okay. So let's just say that that's something that would be different. The movie title wouldn't be time after time. It would be American Sweethearts. Yes, if we made it today. Yes. Um, another thing that didn't age well, I guess, Kiki wouldn't be her sister no like i would go as far as again a high school friend high school best friend a little monica and rachel situation something Except like that, that they didn't get separated for but years. something where you knew that like them separating at the end because she falls in love with uh, with eddie and it would be person it would be fine like yeah, fine, yeah she could be her own person and they could separate and like both of them could be happy in their own personal spaces she could be happy with eddie Gwen can be happy with Hector. Yeah, because in the the, the version now, like they're always going to be sisters, and you can't change that. And it's just going to be awkward at family gatherings. Yeah, and that's going to make the relationship very hard. Yeah, yeah. So, anything else that we would change? The the scene where Eddie was about to fall off the roof. Yeah, I mean, we would just cut that out. Cut that out immediately. Like, like Billy Crystal or whoever plays him in the new version would like find another way to convey all that information he gives him on the rooftop. I feel 
like that scene should have been replaced with a scene of Gwen and him talking like for real like what are we gonna do after this mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and he's gonna be like i'm in love with your sister or i'm in love with your assistant yeah you know that i feel like that would be a better scene than that scene yeah the falling off the roof and then like they maybe they come to that resolution and then they have to go watch the movie and then it kind of gets rehashed again yes that would be better yeah i agree that's actually i didn't think about that way and i like it thank you you're welcome. So let's recast this bad boy. Okay. So let's see. Who would you cast as Eddie? Again, really hard decision. Um, I'm going to say Chris Evans. Okay. Marvel Universe coming back into it. Um, Chris Evans, I feel like he hasn't really been in much like romantic comedy movies that mm-hmm. I know of. And I feel like he would just be a good comedy person. I feel like he's been in a few. Like these guys like usually like get their start doing romantic comedies. Then go into drama. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's been in one or two. One or two. But I can't say that 100% for sure. Yes. But Chris Heaven's a great choice. Thank you. I'm down. With that choice. Okay. Who did you choose? I picked, and let's hope I say this right, but I went, I tapped into the Marvel Universe as well. (laughs) Um, I picked Simu Liu. Liu? I think it's Liu. Liu. Liu? I looked it up. I looked up the pronunciation before we started. Good job. It's Liu. I just wanted to make sure I said it right. But he is the guy. He is actually in a comedy show. Yeah. Kim's Convenience. I started watching it. Do you like it? Yeah. It's really sad. His story arc with his dad. Okay. Well, I haven't watched that show yet. But I saw this guy on Saturday Night Live. And then he was actually on the Oscars last night. And it's like every time I see him... I'm just happy. <laughs> so I was like, he's a good Eddie. He was just like in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he would be a good Eddie. He would be a good Eddie, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm thinking of it. Because he was great in Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he can be serious, but he also has kind of a good playful side to him. Yeah. So that was my choice. Okay. Gwen or Kiki? Let's do Gwen first. Gwen. Gwen. I'm, I said Megan Fox. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Thank you. That would be good. Thank you, everyone. Because she kind of gives off that vibe. Yeah. You know? She was a new girl as Reagan, or as Winston likes to say, Raisin. And it was just like, you forgot how to say your name. Anywho. But she can play a good comedy. Okay. I could see it. I've watched a few episodes of New Girl where she was in it. So... Hey, that's not a bad choice at all. I picked Amanda Peet. Who's that? She is an actress um, who has been in some TV shows. Um, she was actually in a movie with John Cusack, now that I remember <gasps> it. She was in the movie Identity with John Cusack. That's this kind of creepy movie. But they were in that together and they had really good chemistry. But he wouldn't be in this version of the film. No. But anyways, Amanda Pete, I really like her because she's spunky. Yeah. So I think she would be a good Gwen because she kind of like would play a real – she would play, play really well. Mm-hmm. The nice to everybody in front of her. But then when you turn your back, she's like not. Yeah. Like that she's awful. Like Amanda Pete has played those kind of people before. And she does it real well. Mm-hmm. So um, I was looking up another actor to recast in this movie. And then I saw her and I was like, oh, she would be a good one. Yeah. So that's I who see, I picked. I see you. Yeah. Kiki. Who'd you pick? Uh, Christian Bell. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she plays that kind of role go- well. Yeah. Like the little like, mm, sorry, I'm the one smoking. Oops. It's definitely in her wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And like if Julia Roberts can play it. Chris and can play it too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I picked Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer. Yes. Because I just saw her in that Don't Look Up movie. Just saw and hung. And no, she's <laughs> and also um just in real life, she's pretty like um sarcastic. Goofy. Like a goofy, sarcastic she kind fell of person. At the Oscars. I know. She's an Oscar Academy Award winner. 
Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. So, um, as much as she's a serious actress, and I don't even know if she'd make a movie like this, um, I thought that she would be a good Kiki. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. Yeah. Are we going to do Lee? Yes. I am switching up the gender of Lee to a girl. Oh my gosh. So did I. Poor Billy Crystal. But here we go. Julia Roberts. Oh, so she would like bring it back. Bring it back. And she would be the PR person. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Julia Roberts. I like it. I picked Natasha Rothwell. Ooh. Do you know who she is? No. Oh. Well, she was in, I love the show Insecure with Issa Rae. Okay. Put her in everything. But also put Natasha Rothwell in everything because she is like a person who can, for me, like she can command a room and she can like mean business, mm-hmm. but she's also absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Like she is thriving in abundance as she would say herself. Mm-hmm. So she was in Insecure and she was also in the show called The White Orchid on HBO and she's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Love her 100%. Yeah. So I thought she would be a good PR person. Nice, nice, nice. Yes. Hector? Hector, who'd you pick? David Alvarez. Who's that? He played Bernardo on West Side Story. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Hey, I like it. He played a boxer. He can dance. He was, even though Hector can't dance, he was the one of the original kids for um, Billy Elliot. Oh, cool. He won a Tony. Mm-hmm. He knows uh, Tom Holland. Don't know why that agrees with that, but, you know, I just feel like he would be like, my woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> big strong man. Yeah. Yeah. I picked Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Because, look, because he's Thor, <laughs> right? And he, like, he's kind of goofy. Like, Chris Hemsworth can make fun of himself and be totally fine with it. And I think that this would be him, like, almost playing, like, an, like, an over, like exaggerated version of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can like see that. he being himself. I've seen the SNL skits. I've seen the funny interviews. I know what you mean. Yes. So that's why I picked it. Okay. Good. Um, that's good, actually. How about Danny? Danny. The young kid. You're going to like this one. What is it? I did Tyler James Williams. <gasps> Who's that? He's in elementary as the prince, the like, <gasps> ooh. That guy? I thought we almost picked the same person, but they have very similar names, the person I picked. Oh. Uh, yeah, but he was in Let It Shine for Disney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Abbott Elementary. You love the show. I do. I love Abbott Elementary. Me Everybody too. watch it Tuesdays, 9 p.m. <laughs> Tuesday, this 9 isn't p.m. an ad. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting paid. I know. But still watch it. It's totally watch good. It. Okay. Um, yeah, but, uh, I feel like he would be good, like yeah, like writing things down. He's like, oh, no, yeah. I totally see it. Mm-hmm. I like that choice. I almost like it better than mine, but I still like my choice too. Okay, um, I picked Tyrell Jackson Williams. Who's that? He's the guy again. I've cast him before in some other things, oh. but I like him. Oopsie. He was in Brockmire with Amanda Pete. Like he was the person I was looking up, and I was like, oh, Amanda Pete, that would be mm-hmm. good. Um, but he's the kid from Lab Rats. <gasps> That guy. Yes. They're, like, very similar. Like, they were, like, around Disney Channel at the same time. They were, but I think that um, your your pick, um, he's a slightly bit older. Yeah. He is. But not by much. Not by much, no. So, I think both of our picks are very good mm-hmm. for that role. Yes. I like both of them. Um, they both have the last name Williams though. So that's why I was like, oh, did you pick the same person? <laughs> yeah. They actually have the same initials, T J W. What a funny coincidence. I know. But so I guess meant to be. Um, and then who did you pick for Dave the studio exec? Dave and Hay can be intertwined, and I don't care which Dave one. Dave and Hal. Dave and Hal can be intertwined. I don't care which one you choose. Okay. But for Dave, I mm-hmm. chose Woody Harrelson. Okay. Harrelson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, man, I 
Woody Harrelson is a great com. I could see him like doing a little like hand puppet thing that Stanley Tucci does, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, he yeah. can be super funny. Uh, yeah. Um, another Hunger Games star. Mm-hmm. Three today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? For how? Ha- for how? Oh, uh, DJ Qualls. Oh. I just recently, me and my, uh, me and my dad just watched the new guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, huh, he would be good for one of these roles. Okay. So you can intertwine them. I don't I, care which one. Because, yeah, because to be honest, like, now that you say Woody Harrelson, like, I feel like he would be a good Hal. Yeah. And I thought of that and I'm like, hold on, wait. Yeah. I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, like you said, it's interchangeable. It could go both ways. Mm-hmm. And both of those picks are great. Yeah. Um, I picked for Dave. I picked. Guess who I picked? Stanley Tucci. No. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> I just brought him back because I thought it would be kind of funny if he's still an ad exec <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like. Like, it's almost like playing a joke on, like, how Hollywood is run by, like, old white men. Like, and he would be now. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like, it would just be on that play of, like, these older gentlemen running Hollywood. Yeah. So, um, I thought that that would be kind of funny. Um, and then for Hal, I picked Seth Rogen. Oh. Because I feel like Seth Rogen's kind of quirky and mm-hmm. he would be the kind of he, he kind of is the kind of filmmaker who kind of will go rogue. Mm-hmm. He'll go he'll go Rogan <laughs> yeah. on it and kind of like do his own thing even though the studio doesn't want mm-hmm. him to. Yeah. So um Makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's I think our recasting. I don't think we have to recast anybody else. No. I mean, look, I don't think we mentioned Alan Arkins in this movie. And he plays like the guru person that John Cusack goes to see to get better. That's Alan true. Arkin, movie legend, been around since the beginning of time, and he makes this cameo here. Yes. He's funny every time I see him. Mm-hmm. Like again, he's another actor where he comes on screen and go, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Yeah, you know. And this movie is filled with them. So I guess we could pick another kind of fun cameo person, maybe. Billy Crystal's the guru this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, make a kind of cameo like that. So there that. would be two cameos for yeah. both of our – for both of us. Yeah. Because I, I I agree with you with the guru being yeah. Billy Crystal, especially because he wrote the movie. <laughs> right. Like, so, so you kind of, like, want to give him the opportunity to, like, be mm-hmm. in the remake. The remake. Yeah. Yes. So with that being said – Let's go. Would you show this movie to your kids? Yes. Okay. Would you show it to them now? Like we show them they're 13. It's um, a PG-13 movie. It's a PG-13 movie, but the beginning of it when he's looking at the carnage and they think he's doing something else when he really isn't. Oh, yeah. I feel like maybe 14, 15. Okay. All right. So not that much that's, of an age difference. That's fair. Like I I'm get almost it. 14, guys. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Are we going to have to change the name of the podcast? No. It'll always be TG-13. TV-13? PG-13. <laughs> okay. It'll always be that. You'll just be getting older. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll just be how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, I think that we really discussed this movie into the ground. What is your G-rated review? Four stars. Okay. So, why four? I mean, there was some where I'm like, why, 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 why? Yeah. You know, like, the parts that we discussed. No, I'm like, why is this in the movie? Mm-hmm. And then, like, the part in the beginning. And then, like, there's some parts where I'm like, eh. Yeah, to be honest, again, this is almost in a must-love dogs category for me. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's a good one if you don't want to, like think too hard and you just want to put on a movie to like chill out to like that you can just kind of like okay this is this is good for this Mm -hmm. um it also the soundtrack wasn't my favorite no so i agree with you on the four yeah yeah the four yeah like fun movie yes could some things be changed yes Yes. definitely a new soundtrack 
Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe some Olivia Rodrigo. Maybe. Because could like be. while they're driving, they could be playing driver's license. Yeah. Or like something. Right. Um, so now with that being said, I think that that's gonna be my new slogan. With that being said. With that being said. Um, let's go ahead and pull a new movie from the movie box. Movie box, movie box. We're pulling from the movie box. Pulling from the movie box. Move around those titles and pick a movie from the movie box. Can I pick one quickly? Let's make it a good one. Let's make it not a John Cusack movie. (laughs) I think I really think that this podcast has done enough John Cusack for a while. So let's see. Circle of Friends. Oh, wow. Circle of Friends. Is it comedic? No. Look, here. This is just a preview, both for you and the listeners. It has Minnie Driver in it. Okay. It has Chris O'Donnell in it. Okay. It has Ellen Cummings in it. Okay. In a role where you go, I never really want to look at that guy again even though you know how wonderful he is. But he plays the bad guy so well in this movie that you go, wow, I don't know about that guy anymore. Yeah. But as time has gone on and he's played more roles and he was like the cabaret or he was the MC in cabaret and he was in like Schmigadoon as the mayor. <gasps> like, I him. love, yes, I love him now. Okay, but took a lot of years. Spy Kids Who? Yeah. Yes. Okay, but the first time I ever saw Ellen Cummings in this movie, I probably should say this for the pod, the first time I ever saw Ellen Cummings was in this movie, Circle of Friends, and, like, he's probably one of, like, the worst bad guys for a long time for me, where I was just like, I don't ever want to see anything that ever guy does ever done again. It's like the situation with your friend about like the girl that's plays Sabrina and you're like, I'm not going to watch Sabrina again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Julia Ormond in Legends of the Fall. Yes. Like she plays such a person where you're like, man, like she, they play the role so well. And that's a, do you hate him? Yes. That he, uh, he did well. Right. Like, do you appreciate the acting he did because you really didn't like it, right? Yeah. And that was the point mm-hmm. of his character. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I was talking about last night when we were watching the Oscars and we were talking about Benedict Cumberbatch because they were like, uh, he was so awful in, in Power of the Dog. And I'm like, yeah, but that was his role. So if you really didn't like him that much, then he played it perfectly. Yes. And this is Alan Cummings and Circle of Friends. I'm going to save the rest of my conversation for a pod. Okay. We can have a debate. About it, if I think he's not that good at it. But anywho, we'll save it for the pod. We'll save it for the podcast. So come oh, back to us on, on the next episode. episode. And we're going to be talking about, about Circle of Friends. And, and remember, when it, when it comes, comes to movies, movies listen, listen to your, your mother. mother.